is the needy sight. For my long superfluous slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, the mash. he did the monster mash. The monster mash. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. We have the worst introduction of any show anywhere, week after week. The worst. And then we can't even hear it. Yes, hear. we do. And we do it on purpose. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, anyway, folks, as I said, happy early Halloween from Mac, Jack, and Jim. It's the big football show today. We'll see what fans have a tree as their team's may win this week, who will be tricked in thinking their teams will win. And the scariest thing on this show, of course, is Jim Jeff Coates' picks. And we'll see if he can get that straightened out. Uh, oh, and four last I, week. Zero and four. And this is the oh, place one okay. people to tune okay. in with the expertise. Remember, remember you guys said that. I figured this thing out. <laughs> I'm your host, Mac, with Jack and two-time cowboy great Jim Jeff Coates. And we're going to go ahead and bring you all the all the football news today as well. Having After Keith this Angle, week, you're going to call me Jimmy the Greek. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll got Keith Angle in with the college football review and his Patriots news. We'll have in, of course, Robert Butler with our big football news and uh, the Philly sports guy. Commander Nash will be stopping by. And today we have a special guest on today. It's He's called the Sauce God. That's what he's called on his show. He does a show on Roku for us. Uh, his name is Anthony Bamasudo. He's a Buffalo Bill analyst, so he'll be in at about 9.30. He's, he's, he's excited uh, to talk to Jim, of course, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about Buffalo Bills. Later. So we're having a Buffalo Bill analyst for the Buffalo Bills who played last Thursday who are not playing tonight, today. Last Thursday? Thursday, you're talking about last Thursday. I got a question on that. We didn't get to this Thursday yet. Go ahead, Jim. No, they played last Thursday, but the uh, thing was, do you uh, think that that was pass interference? They did grab that tight end. They did. They did have. They did have Godwin in the last play too. We'll talk to him all about that as as we get in. Uh, First, let's. In fact, let's talk about a little bit right now, Jim. We and me and uh, Jack talked about it already. What did you think about the game? I mean, does Buff does Buffalo look good this year, or they struggling? I think think the window's closing. I think the biggest mistake they um, made was letting Leslie Frazier's go and letting McDermott call the defense. Now he can't manage the team. That's just my opinion. Yeah, because I mean, the last few weeks, I mean. If you look at it, they, the only good game I saw in play so far this year was against Miami. That was their yeah. game. Other yeah. than that, they've, they, they've, they've, hey, listen, they're still, they're still, what are they now, four and three or four and two? Um, yes. Four and two. So they're still in second place. So, um, you know, we'll have, we'll talk, to, we'll talk to the sauce guy at the, at the end of the show. We'll go into that with him a little bit, but he's back, folks. Keith Angle with, uh, from TGI Sports. Let's see how his voice is. Hopefully, he's feeling better. Well, yeah. we are. Uh, we're not. 
Very good. Thanks, guys. I'm far from 100%, but I'm about 100% better than I was. So, Well, good. Good to hear that. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's it's been been yeah, we're going to have to cancel your cruises until you, uh, you take some time. Listen, my theory is it's the airplane, so I'm going to test that theory in uh, February because there's no airplanes for sailing out of New York, believe it or not, in February. All so. right. Okay, so we'll see what happens with it. Keith, really, some really exciting college football games uh, yesterday. Uh, an upset. It was, uh, you know, uh, the Buffalo, the Buffaloes, Colorado Buffaloes uh, had were beat up a little bit. I mean, there was a lot of things going on, but let's get to the top ten. Uh, Georgia uh, looked really good against Florida, winning forty-two to twenty. It looks like they got a quarterback over there now. Listen, Beck played well, and uh, there was a lot of question about how they played without Bauer uh, yesterday, and they, I think, they showed they're still the number one team in the country until they lose. This is a Florida's been playing pretty good football. This is on a neutral field. And they they manhandled Florida after Florida went ahead early seven nothing yesterday. Yes. So yes, good did. day for good day for Georgia. Let me ask you this question. I just want to ask them real quick. Everybody's saying that Georgia won't be the number one, but until they're beaten, aren't they number one? I think they will be. They're number one. The, the first uh, uh, football uh, p- playoff poll comes out Tuesday night, as I think it's Jim referring to, and I think they will be number one. I find it hard to, you know, two-time national champion, hasn't exactly. lost, you know, hasn't really been pressed. I know the schedule's not that impressive, but, you know, I have a hard time to commit seeing a committee knock them down out of one. Ohio State's getting better every week. Keith, they, they beat uh, Wisconsin 24-10. to 10. Wisconsin, Wisconsin's not a scrubs. I mean, it's a good team. But Ohio State's defense looks really good. I'll say that's the big thing because Iowa State's defense has been so bad the last few years. The defense is the big story this year. And, you know, they need a quarterback who can manage the game. And McCord's done that for the most part, even had a big drive against uh, Notre Dame. Um, Wisconsin, who's, you know, they're not maybe at the top level, but that's still a tough place to go play. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they, uh, Wisconsin, that was an impressive win for Iowa State yesterday. Yeah, but they so still got Michigan. Schedule. Yes, they do. Yes, I've got Michigan. Yes. Yes. Florida State, 43. Wake Forest. Some people thought that maybe Wake Forest would give them a game, but Florida State really, uh, I think, I think they dominated Wake Forest. It's yes. a down year for Wake uh, this year. And um I follow that close that, that program fairly closely over the years is Larry Sorensen, who former major league pitcher Larry Sorensen is their color commentator for football and baseball. Mm-hmm. And he comes on my college football show a lot. And uh, they're they they they've been a very good program for the last four or five years, but they've this is not a good year for them. So not a surprising uh, yeah. result yesterday. Number five, Washington. They got all they could handle from uh, uh, Stanford. It looked like it kind of carried over from last week. They played really good against uh, Washington. Number two, uh, Washington uh, ended up winning, but Stanford did put thirty three points on them. Keith, is Stanford uh, has played better the last – they've played better every week this year, I would say. Uh, so they gave them a little scare up there in, 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 uh, in, at home at Washington. And uh, But, again, I don't think they were probably taking them too seriously. I think what, the interesting thing to watch uh, uh, Wednesday – or Tuesday night, excuse me, is kind of – to me, I think, you know, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State are easily the top three. It's going to see who that fourth guy is between Florida State, Washington – Maybe Texas. We'll see. Wow, interesting. Oh, Oklahoma hasn't really looked really good in their games, and finally they kind of Kansas comes up and beats them thirty-eight to thirty-three. 
I mean, I, I think Oklahoma may drop maybe the eighth or ninth after this game, Keith. I do not think uh, it's possible Oklahoma won't even be in the top 12 in this playoff ranking uh, Wednesday night. They were exp- Their defense was exposed pretty good. Kansas got a good offensive football team. Uh, Leopold's a really good coach. Tough place to go play, even as bad as Kansas is over the years. Yeah. and Rabid fans. Yeah, and Keith, I was noticing I watched that game, and he shifts every play, Leopold. And it yeah. was interesting. All his shifts are – they're very confusing. Yeah, they are. He did a great job. And that's not even their number one quarterback, remember. Daniels is the number one yeah. quarterback. He's been yeah. hurt most of the years. So. Yeah. And then he did a great job at uh, the University of Buffalo. Yeah. And before yeah. that, uh, the school, in, it was in Wisconsin, correct? Whitewater? Yeah, it was uh, Division Two, I think, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Texas uh, ends up really taking apart BYU 35-6. to Um you know, Texas looked really good in the beginning. It kind of fell off, and maybe they they, they find themselves again, Keith. Uh, they played – the defense played really well yesterday. The offense struggled at times. They had a, a, a Taylor, I think, the uh, true – he's a redshirt freshman, I believe, started yesterday. because uh, Malik Muhammad. Is that who it was? Yes. What? Taylor in my head. Um, and interesting, he started over uh, Manning. Uh, but that was pretty much going to be the go all year, all, all week. So um, nice win for Texas. Uh, not a, you know, the Houston's not had a, is it, who they, God, I'm having my, I still got a little COVID. They play BYU. They play BYU. BYU. They played Houston last week, right? BYU. Let me ask you, Keith, Keith, I addressed this last week quickly. Is Manning gone now, essentially, and more likelihood yeah. because not getting to play? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. A lot of things can happen. We don't know what's going to happen with yours uh, after the yeah. season. He could For go sure. in the draft. Uh, this other kid, again, he's a, He's a redshirt freshman, so I don't – just because he played ahead of it, Manning, I wouldn't read a lot that, into that. That's it. You as playing ahead of him is one thing, but Manning not being first. I disagree. Up. I think yeah. this kid had to wait his chance too, Malik Muhammad. He was a redshirt freshman, as you uh, keep just mentioned. Yeah. He And Manning's going to be a redshirt freshman. This yeah. is a good time for him to learn college football because they're going to the SEC next year. Yeah, I, I think there's a very good chance he'll still be with Texas next year. Yes. Good morning to Rick. Glad to have you aboard, Rick. Good morning, Rick. Rick is in a oh. good mood. Minnesota won. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And they got a, they got a, a nice part of their schedule, too, that they got coming up. Um, Arizona, both Arizonas won. 19 Arizona beats Colorado State as they kind of put a hurting on, uh, on Colorado. Oh, you mean UCLA beat Colorado State played Air Force. Yeah, I think Colorado played UCLA. Oh, sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. Yeah. My bad. I'm talking Air Force. I'm talking about Air, Air Force played a good game. Air Force is undefeated. Listen, Air, no- Air Force is one of the underrated programs in the country. Calhoun's been there and done a great job for a lot of he years. Has. Very steady. Very few down years here. They're never. This is one of their better years, though. Again, they're not going to compete for the playoff, but they're they're competing for a New Year's Day bowl game right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's a beautiful game. campus. Believe yeah. it or not, in Colorado Springs. Yeah. It is. Uh, Ohio, uh, Penn State uh, against Indiana. Keith, uh, good game. That was a That's good game. Struggle at home. You know, Indiana's not a good offensive football team, and they managed to score quite a few points yesterday against that Penn State defense. Maybe they got caught looking ahead. Now, they're, they're this game was sandwiched in between Ohio State and Michigan So uh, for Penn State. So, uh, you know – 
I'm not excited about Penn, Ch- Penn State's chances again next week going into Michigan. Let me uh, ask you a question, uh, Keith. When has Penn State won a big game? Not against, not in the Big Ten. They haven't. I can tell That's you because yeah. he's he's now, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, four and fifteen against uh, Ohio State and Penn State, hmm. or Ohio State and Michigan, and. Uh, I don't see it getting better next week. I think Michigan will win this game next week. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And um, James Franklin, he's another guy that can't, you know, he's got a $70 million buyout. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, there's some, talk, there's some talk about Michigan maybe being disqualified or suspended, not allowed to play in the playoffs. I'm- because of impropriety, there whispers going on about that. It's not going to happen. I don't think it'll happen either. First of all, the NCAA doesn't act fast enough. They won't do it. The only If it happens, it's going to be the Big Ten, and I don't see the Big Ten taking that chance because guess what? The Big Ten also wants to bring a bunch of money home, and by getting to the playoff, that brings Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> I, and, and that is widespread. You know that, uh, Keith. That's widespread in there. Listen, I, I, you know, oh. Jim, I talk about this in football and in baseball. Sign stealing is the most overrated freaking scandals you can get. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody yeah, does it. One, Listen, and, you I, know, the guys they want to catch, they catch. That's exactly. what happens. Well, sp- smoking like a true Patriots fan. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, they still got to stop you. You know, you knew the Vince Lombardi sweep was coming. You still had to stop it. So I don't exactly. care. If they know the they exactly. Know the they still got to stop it. Um, so Keith went 4-0 and for the second time in his picks this Woo-hoo. season. And he jumps up and ties Jack for the lead. So, Keith, let's get your sizzling four picks here. There's a, give me your three favorites and your one underdog pick. Well, we'll turn this around to 0-4 this week. Follow, follow Jim's footsteps. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Did he take a shot at me? <laughs> uh, just yeah. kind of sideways. Kind of sideways. Uh, I'll take My favorites, right. I'll take Seattle. Ooh. I'll take Rick Sherlock's Vikings today. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm going to put the really the hex on Jack and take the Jets today over the Giants. Yeah, you do do that. Okay. And who's your underdog, Keith? The Colts I'll take again this week as my underdog. All right. And I know why that is. And we all know why Keith is taking the Colts. His number one draft pick, the best quarterback in the draft, Levitz will be starting today, so we. That's not for the Colts. He's not. No, playing. no. He's no. playing for. Uh, he's, he's, he's playing for uh, Tennessee, and they're playing. Right? Listen, I thought about taking Tennessee today, just so I could root for Levis. But I heard he's he in Atlanta. Game. They're playing Atlanta today. Yeah. Who is Tennessee? The Titans are playing Atlanta. It's a good game. It should be. It should be. So that's Keith's pick. So, so let's talk a little bit about the Patriots, Keith. You guys come off of. Uh, your last win against Buffalo, um, you got Miami. So you, you got two big games here. Guys played really well against Buffalo. Mac Jones had a good last drive there. Um, Buffalo really hasn't looked at like Buffalo uh, normally does after that one in Miami. But it's still a good win. You got Miami. Miami's got uh, their defensive back coming back today playing. His name is escaping me real quick. Um, all pro that played for um, – 
the Rams for a while. Ramsey. There. Ramsey. Thank you, Ramsey. Ramsey. Yep. Ramsey comes back today. Um, what are you guys going to – what do you think Belichick does to slow down that Miami attack? First of all, I probably say it every week, Mac Jones can't throw the ball 35 times, right? They need to run the football, keep Miami's offense off the clock – or off the field, I think. Um, cause the Patriots still have those uh, injuries on defense and another one with Josh Uche out again this week, uh, who's been an underrated, uh, member of that linebacker core. Um, I see them trying to establish the run. They, they did a lot of things better last week. Like Mac Jones threw the ball earlier in downs. They didn't make him throw third and long. He threw on first down a lot last week. So a lot of things to like, but they got to clean up still the bad penalties and turnovers they had. With a two-touchdown lead last week, on the on the first drive that Buffalo scored on the fourth quarter to cut it to one score, they had a horrendous uh, pass uh, roughing the passer call, which gave Buffalo new life and let them score. And then they turned the ball over uh, deep in their own territory the next drive. So they did come back and win, which was very impressive. But they got you cannot make these mistakes against good football teams. Um, I'd like to see the Patriots keep it close today. And I think to do it, we're going to see a healthy helping of uh, Ramondi Stevenson and uh, and Zeke and maybe some, you know, short passes and set up that long ball. Mac threw the ball down the field better than he has all year last year, uh, this year, or last two years, I guess. Um, just got to, you got to find a way to slow down that Miami offense. They can stop the run. The Patriots can stop the run. So if they, if, you know, if, if they can stop the run today and make it a one-dimensional uh, Miami team, maybe if they can get to two a little bit, they can put some pressure on them and cause some turnovers. They're going to need some are help. You, are, are you worried about Mac Jones' arm strength at all? I mean, I watched him play last week, Keith. He he, he, he really can't, he doesn't zip the ball. If he gets the ball out fast, it's good. That's how, that's how he made a lot of completions. Yeah. But he really doesn't have zip on that ball. Well, you know what? There's a couple of things there. I don't know that I can accurately judge that based on games because he's constantly under pressure, so he doesn't get himself set correctly for some of those passes. And, you know, <laughs> there's just a lot of factors. Now, it's quite possible he doesn't have the arm strength. Now, by the way, I can think of a pretty good quarterback who was ripped for his arm strength for about the first half of his career, and he's only going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. So, um that is isn't. You're, you're talking about Joe Montana? I'm talking about Tom Brady and Joe Montana, actually. Now that you bring up Joe Montana, both hey, guys for their arm strength. They did pretty good without it. So if you, if the other factors are working, that's not as important, right? But yeah, and you also need guys who can go get the football, and the Patriots don't, just don't have enough guys to bail him out. Last week it worked. But, you know, the week before, I mean, you watched Devontae Parker not catch a ball in the – uh, late in the game, and this is what these are the things that have to go right for the Patriots. There's no margin for error. You have to be perfect, or they can't beat these teams. Now they win today. You're going to hear me very excited next week and tell you that I can see them six to five if they. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, by I, the way, Mac, the Bills are five and three, not four and two, like I mentioned a while ago. I didn't do a couple of games over five hundred. Okay, all right. So, so the Patriots. Oh, two and five right now, Keith. Jets are three and three. I mean, you know, it, it's only a couple of games separating everybody. It's still early in the in the season, so uh, we got the best record in the division, by the way. We're two and one. Everybody else has got That's one true. and one. I think. That's true. Yeah. That is true. So, so if it gets uh, close at the end, you never know. 
All right. Just get All close. Right. So, definitely. Um, any other college games that you really like, Keith, uh, uh, that we didn't talk about earlier? Uh, uh, one game, uh, well, Notre Dame rolling, putting up some style points yesterday, too, 58-7. That's going to be a big factor come Wednesday night, or yes, Tuesday night, I think. Uh, defense uh, for USC continues to look atrocious. 49 points to Cal. Let's, USC's they, – they may lose two more games yet this year. Uh, the two Arizona teams you started to mention, Mac, and we kind of went away from it. Another nice win for ex-Patriot assistant Jed Finch at uh, Arizona. Nice win okay. against okay. Oregon, Oregon State. He's turned that program around. They had one win when he went there. It was okay. Don't, don't, don't blow it up, Keith. Well, it's a nice <laughs> win against Oregon State. Oregon State is a good one. Clemson and Dabo Sweeney, uh, the, the the already you know you have a little bad streak and Dabo, the Dabo haters are, are screaming for his job down there yeah. in Clemson, so that's interesting. And I'm going to give you a team to watch for to sneak into the top twelve Tuesday night. That's on outside the radar maybe a little bit, and that's Missouri. Yes, I would agree. That yeah. might be the surprise. I don't team think they'll stay there, but they're probably. No. They're playing really well, and they, they got a good shot at getting to the SEC championship game. See, that too. guy was at Appala- uh, Appalachian State before yeah. he came to Missouri. They're playing really good football. Yeah. What about the Dark Horse Air Force? Uh, I, I, again, I can't see. They're at 18 or 19 now. Uh, you know, playing outside That's of the Power Five. The the, really, the Dark Horse is James Madison. Yeah. But you know, look at you got some interesting teams with with a shot at a New Year's Day bowl game. You got Air Force, Tulane, who was there last year, and made James Madison. But they can't. Oh, that's right. This is their first year in NCAA yeah. Division One. Another stupid rule by the NCAA, yeah. by the way. Because them and um, I think Jacksonville State, they can't. Yeah. They can't go to a that's bowl. That's right. I, w- I was thinking that was done last year, but you're right. They got another year of that uh, ineligibility. That would have been a great story. J- James yeah, Madison right. playing a New Year's Day bowl game. And they were they hey they won uh, national championships in Division Two yeah or one yeah one double A so yes so it's been a, it's been a good year in, in college football a lot of surprises the Pac twelve is doing what we thought they'd do except for Washington they're devouring each other yep yeah I guess that was another surprise yesterday for me uh, uh, Mac I don't think you brought the game up is that Oregon just dismantled Utah I thought Utah I, would keep I was shocked yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be a bigger a better game. Yeah, I thought Utah defense would play better than that, and uh, at home, and it, it was just a not a, it got out of hand for early for them. You know, you know, I think I think I really think Washington and Oregon could challenge, uh, you know, the the SEC. I think I think they're good enough to play against these big SEC. You know, right now, Penix is throwing quite a few interceptions. Yeah, he didn't do that early in the year. Well, Notre, I'll tell you, Notre Dame will be a lot better when they get when they sit down their starting quarterback. I don't like him at all. I think he throws way too many interceptions. You know, it's amazing that they scored fifty eight yesterday. With he did not have a good game yesterday at all. No, I don't know. That was special teams and defense that did that. For, yes, for Notre Dame yeah. yesterday. But Pittsburgh's not very good yeah, this definitely. year. No, they're bad. Narduz, in fact, and the coach called out his team pretty much after the game, which a lot of those I'll guys you, uh, under the radar. They're not a great team. They're just Northwestern is winning games. Can you believe that? Will, yeah, I will tell you, I'm very surprised. That's a great point. I said before the year that this was going to be an ugly year uh, for Northwestern. And that team's, I don't what are they, five? they might be five and three. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of their record, but I, I think they have a losing record 
but even to win three no, or four games. They're, they're over 500. Uh, maybe in the Big Ten, they're under 500, I think. But overall, they're they're over 500. And I, I didn't think they'd win two games this year with everything going on there. So that coach, I, the coach came from, uh, the one that's the head coach, came from North Dakota State. He did. He just came in. Uh, yes. And he's the interim, so he may, he's doing a pretty good uh, uh, job at, on the job uh, uh, resume here, so he may yeah, keep yeah. this. He may keep this job. He might. All right, all right. So Keith, we'll let you get out of here so you can go get ready for your show. TGI Stream of Consciousness is on today. TGI Sports. So check him out, and uh, we'll have Robert coming in after Keith leaves because he told me he he texted me before the game. He, he doesn't like to even see Keith. <laughs> wow. Oh, good, I just I want to ask Keith a small nice, favor. Same thing. Keith, I'd like to ask you a small favor. We're looking for someone who will help Jim with his weekly picks. I mean, would you please, I mean, step up. You like Jim. Maybe you could help him out. I do like Jim. Jim, just, you know, give me a call before the show and I can help <laughs> He doesn't listen to Byron Williams, but I think he'd listen to you. I keep telling him what happened was, is I don't, Dude, I don't gamble. I didn't know we were going on point spreads. Now I know. Wait a minute. You didn't explain the rules to him before we no, started? He, uh, he no, threw no, me under no, the he bus. Just played, he, he's just played this two years, and now he's telling us he doesn't understand. <laughs> now I know. Now I know. Okay. I'm going to keep these points. Awesome. I study sports. I woke up early every morning studying point spreads. Starting on Wednesday. Okay. Don't don't hey Jim Jim don't build it up and you go one for three or over four again. <laughs> okay, let's watch it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, Keith, you have a great show, and we'll see you uh, hopefully Friday this week. Have a good one, buddy. Yes, I'll be back. I'll be I'll be there. We're good. You will, All Keith. Take right. care, Keith Angle from TGI Sports. Thanks, Keith. Um, as I said, we'll have Robert Butler up here in a week. So let's get a, let's get our picks in before Robert comes in. Let's get, let. I'm gonna let Jim go first because he said he studied all this, and I want to. I want to give him. Let me just say, first. Jim. Jim is seasoned in a thing like this, losing like this. Keep in mind, he played back to back years for Dallas, a Dallas Cowboy team that won four games and lost twenty eight in a two year span. Four and twenty eight. So Jim is used to kind of this abuse. Jim, go, Jim, go ahead. Give us your picks, buddy. I got my favorites of Minnesota. They're minus one against uh, Green Bay Packers. Yep. Atlanta Falcons, there are a minus 2.5 against Tennessee, I think. Okay. And then my third one, and we give our underdogs later in the there. Right, correct. And uh, my last one is Kansas City, uh, minus seven over Denver. Okay. All right, Jack, what do you got? Yeah, you know, how come we all like the Vikings today? Keith, Jim, myself, okay? I, it's, I like Minnesota here. I think Rick, uh, you know, he wouldn't put down that comment if he knew I was picking the Vikings, you know? But the Packers have went from a uh, reboot to rebuild, yeah, basically, it yeah. seems. I like Minnesota there. I like, Jim, I like the Cowboys. I'm surprised you didn't get on them, you know, giving, what, six and a half to the Rams. Yeah. The Cowboys have won, what, like 10 consecutive games at home? And, yeah. and they've know, won, they're really good on after bye weeks. With, right, uh, and they're due for a little bit of a breakout game here, like I think. And I'm going to stick with the Chargers. I don't know why I'm addicted 
the San Diego. I mean, the yeah, LA. 8.5 is a lot of points for the Chargers. Yeah, but they're playing the Chicago bad. And Justin Fields is out. Not that Justin Fields is exactly, you know, lighting it up since he's come in the league. But uh, I just don't like the Bears. I, I think the Chargers are due for a big game. There's a lot of talent on that team. They're a little dysfunctional. So I think they come through today and win decisively. Okay, let me give you my 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 uh, favorite picks real quick. I got Minnesota also. I got Dallas wow. also. And I got Baltimore. I got Baltimore. Uh, playing Arizona, giving up uh, eight points. Uh, that's not enough points for, for guys. Arizona. Why do we, let me just ask you guys this? Why do we keep changing week to week? One week ago, we're talking about Lamar Jackson struggling this and that, and I was the guy that said he's going to straighten out. Don't worry about him. He's outstanding. So he has a big game against the Lions, and now we change our tune. Oh, or the Ravens, maybe the team time seat Kansas City. I'm going to get that little red flag because I do not remember you saying anything about Lamar Jackson. You were mad because he didn't become a Jet. You didn't. No, I mean, he wasn't. I mean, the Ravens gave him his contract. No, I, I praised Lamar Jackson. I've always praised him. Okay, and uh, the producer, Linda, she's got uh, Minnesota, uh, Miami, and Detroit. So there you go. So that's that's uh, Linda's picks. Linda, of course, uh, is in third. Um, and second, two tied for first, so I guess she's in third place. Right? Mac, didn't you say off camera you don't want a woman winning this thing, getting the best of the picks out of all of us if Linda wins this? Oh, my goodness. Linda, Linda might uh, win this thing. Sure. Linda knows her football, Mac. She knows she, her football. She does. She does. She does know her football. A producer. Football all her life. So, of course, she knows football. Yeah. And I think she's got the spreads down, too. So, maybe her and Jim – We'll have a good week this week. Yeah, we. I discussed not with you guys. I discussed with Linda, so I know right. I'm gonna be back for this. That, that's right. a smart move. Yes, it was. So there you go. So uh, we'll give you our underdog picks in a minute uh, towards the end of the show. Robert Butler should be in here for Sports Scope in a minute, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking to him. I, maybe I get you guys' opinion when he, before he gets in there. A lot of backup quarterbacks are are, are a main part of these teams right now, right? Yes, I mean, if you is. look, this is you more than I, than I than I can remember. I mean, if you think about it, Zach Wilson, uh, right now Tyrod Taylor's Tyrod playing Taylor. for him. Giants, Dobson has been in the Cardinals all year. He hasn't had a great year, but he's still the starting quarterback for the Cardinals. Uh, Minshew playing. I mean, you know, there's a lot of backup quarterbacks that are being asked to step in, some to play all year, some for a short spurt to keep their teams involved here. And I, have you ever seen anything like this, Jim? No. I, I mean, this is highly unusual, but you're right. Last year, there were quite a few because, remember, Jalen Hurts was out and then um, Jack Prescott was out. So there were some last year, but not at this extent. I mean, this was – I mean, this is It's true. It, it's true. I it, said it's the most underrated it's, it's, position in football, backup quarterback. You never want to, you want to know his it name. Is. Jack has said that. Yeah. But Jack Jack has said a lot of things. So no. coming on right now, folks, we got SportsCope coming Robert Butler. So let's bring up Robert, see what's going on. How you doing today, Robert? And we're going to get some big nose going. Robert. Hey, morning, guys. Morning, Robert. Robert. So, uh, Robert, 
Yeah, I like Zippers. Palmer, yeah. So there you go. Yes, yes, sir. So Robert is 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 the one that breaks the big stories, who gets gets us caught up on the big stories around the NFL. And Robert, we were just talking about the backup quarterback situation. A lot of backups are being asked to go out there and either carry their team to the end of the season and, and with a winning record chance at the playoffs, or just fill in and and keep them afloat right now. You know, I was thinking about that this morning, guys, and the NFL has a way of trying new things and they're quick to pivot, which is better than any other sport. Uh, this read option stuff, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, I'm out of Nashville, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, look at all these quarterbacks playing in the shotgun, giving the running back the ball. I mean, you know, used to have one or two teams. Now it's a lot of teams doing read option. And uh, we were kind of uh, spoiled with, you know, you had the Manning brothers recently retired in the last 10 years, Brady, uh, Drew Brees, healthy Aaron Rodgers. So uh, I think the league and, and uh, owners and um, coaching staff, management's got to look and say, listen, this stuff's great for college. You got 85 kids. You got three or four more on scholarship. But here in the NFL – uh, with all the injuries, lack of practice, you got down offensive linemen. When you run that read option, uh, by the way, Jalen Hurts has got a brace on his leg today. I don't know how he's going to play. I mean, he's, he's played through it, but uh, it, it's turning into a real problem, if you ask me. Let me ask you a question on that, Robert. Do you think it's some of that, uh, what they call it, the uh, tush push that hurts him too? Because did you see what happened to um, or, uh, Purdy from – the 49ers. They yeah, he got it. Yeah, that's going to stop it. And they blasted him. That's yeah. why I got concussion. Yeah, yeah. I saw the replay of that online. It was trending. Uh, supposedly he's passed that and went today. Yeah. But it it's uh, – uh, there's a reason why that it was uh, – the, the, the normal quarterback play where you're just reading defenses. Yeah. we got to get back to that. I know some quarter – Players struggle with that, and knock on wood, Lamar Jackson's healthy, but geez, man. Yeah, but even in that situation, look at um, Joe Burrows. He's more yeah. of a pocket passer, and yeah. he's getting hit. I mean, just, Yeah. Well, he does run a lot. He ran a lot at LSU, and uh, he is healthy. I mean, he had his appendix rupture last year, uh, and, and the calf injury. Uh, I mean, a calf can happen to anybody, but uh, – yeah, he's already coming off some major hits, but I think it's a lot of that's that read option. When you have, I think the quarterback rushing's got to be as high as it's ever been, guys. I would agree with that, hundred percent. Robert, a couple more quarterbacks we can talk about. Um, this guy Pageant, uh, Tyson Pageant, Division two quarterback, now starting for the Chicago Bears. Something Pags told us about a little while ago. Uh, but he's playing pretty well, and you know, from Division Two to the to the pros, is that's a huge leap. Yeah, I had fifty five friends and family. It's a good story. Uh, they played the Chargers this week. Uh, that's one thing. Remember what Bill Parcells told Curtis Martin? Um, he says, "When you get out of that huddle, you never know who's going to get in." You know, and that's real early. This guy may fall apart to tomorrow, but. Uh, that's what I, that's one thing I do like about this league. I mean, Tom Brady, a six round pick comes in, whoever heard of him, uh, yeah. 
And what I don't understand with the scouting. Colorado School of Mines pageant. Pads is telling us about this guy a while ago. Pads you know is raving about him. Pads is saying okay. he should be drafted, that he could be a star in the league. So how do all these NFL teams miss on it if the guy does become a star, but Pags can see it? It makes no sense. That's a good plug for uh, the Northeast streaming there, uh, yeah. Matt. <laughs> it is. But as 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 Jim was saying, uh, Pags knows his father from arm wrestling, so he yes. personally knows the kid. But still, even though even though he knows the kid, doesn't mean that he's gonna you know he's gonna be a, a great quarterback or a starting quarterback. That's true. But so right? far, so good. Yeah, so Shoot, far, I, so I, good. I picked Troy Aikman to be a great quarterback. Yeah, y'all meet up at uh, uh, UCLA or Oklahoma. Uh, yes, yeah. So, you thought so Jason I, Garrett should be starting over eight minutes at a time. No, no, no. And then later you change your tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Robert, uh, uh, you got a starter. You got a new starter coming in. You know, you guys drafted Levitz. And yeah. now he's going to come in there, and they're talking about also uh, using a two-quarterback system, which I think is stupid, but whatever. Yeah. But Levitz, Levitz is going to get his first start, so uh, what do you expect from him? Well, uh, you know, I, I think they'll beat Atlanta today, but we'll see. Ooh, um, underdog pick. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, Tennessee's underdogs at home against Atlanta, and, you know, their quarterback is no world beater by no means. Yeah, but they're he looking for just between us four. They're looking for a quarterback in Atlanta. Yeah, but Robert, he beat Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay's looking for a quarter. I mean, it's just <laughs> all these guys need to go. Uh, it's going to be a huge market. If I'm Caleb Williams, I, I would definitely come out next year. All those other quarterbacks need to come out next year. But Levis, uh, he's not got off to the start that we would like for him to down here uh he was hurt the last year uh at, at kentucky uh he was hurting count he got hurt after a preseason game uh that's my concern about his injury he's a lot better malik Will malik willis is a nice guy i don't think he's even an nfl quarterback at this point uh willis uh maybe should go to the xfl or wow. the cfl whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a yeah Brad, he was a third round draft pick malik willis and he was projected by some to go in the first round because at the combines he showed this great yeah. arm strength. And you, it, the trade deadline's coming up. Why even keep Malik Willis if you're Tennessee, if you're not going to start him over Levis? Because he had a year head start over Levis. So he can't yes. be in Tennessee's plans. What could you mean to tell me a team, a quarterback needy team, wouldn't take a chance and even give a six round draft pick for Levis? I mean, from Malik Willis. It, oh, if you could get a six round, they, they would have shipped. We still got until uh, Halloween on Tuesday. Uh, I think it's at three o'clock, uh, four o'clock Eastern, guys. So that very well may happen. He hasn't showed me anything. I mean, he's just, he could, he's a barely played one or two passes in a game. Uh, nice guy, great character guy. Maybe a star someday, but he's definitely not ready. And uh, Is he Marcus Mariota? Yeah, well, that's. I don't know if he's even Marcus Mariota yet. Wow. Mariota wow. did have some success with Tennessee. It's easy to forget that, but he did have Mariota. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was very – he was consistently inconsistent if you watch every game with him. Uh, I've been <laughs> telling the, people that. Yeah, I, he has some good games. Though, but he's the Eagle backup now. So you're talking so, about Jalen Hurts. If Hurts goes out, yeah, he's one we'll player. see what so Mario is in trouble. But, I mean, they've got a great line and a great team just handed off. Robert, Kyle Murray says he's ready to go. He looks like he's ready to go. Is he going to be ready to go with the Cardinals? And he's not going to play this week. I, you wonder, guys, if that's come down from management. Uh, my guess is between us four and the audience, Michael Bidwell wants to play in just a little bit to showcase his talent and for them to move on. Uh, that's the owner of the uh, Arizona. He has practiced this week, but uh, they say, well, how can you practice fully and not quite be ready that's that's an interesting storyline to follow. So it's still going to be uh, Dobbs is going to be playing this week against Baltimore or this afternoon. But it's at home too, that um, which is the advantage. That to Arizona, home. yeah, that Arizona. If you're Kyler Murray, this, this, is there any way to take a buyout, get an X amount of cash? And I don't mean to be funny, and then contact the Oakland Athletics. He was a top prospect for baseball decide he's going into baseball you know you get your money from football so you're ahead of the game there because if he goes elsewhere he's not going to be a franchise quarterback i'm sure they put a clause in there that he can't go to baseball or he has to return money wow you know everything's negotiable guys i know there's always some dead cap money uh uh that's been talked about with russell wilson and in, in in uh the last few weeks uh, we'll have to wait and see. That that's an interesting uh, thing to follow f- for the now for the rest of the season up until March when when the new year starts. Robert, uh, there's a lot of penalties. Of course, football is full of penalties now, yeah. but it seems like at the end of the game, when it counts, they're not calling certain penalties. They'll call pass interference if you breathe on the receiver going by. Yeah. But if you're in the end zone and it's the last drive and you're grabbing the receiver they don't call it what's going on with the refs this year it seems a lot worse than it's been it does seem that way guys and part of me thinks that maybe the nfl is telling uh they have been told privately um let's not drag these games on that we want to get uh we want to get those other games going uh let's not have the refs decide the game at the end uh but i have noticed that too man yeah, yeah, yeah. First quarter, four or five flags. Guy gets I mean, mobbed I mean, last play, and he. But sometimes that's. I mean, that's detrimental to the team that is happening to. Yes. So that's, a, that's the problem you run into. Yes, you know, and uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I just know that uh, I've noticed that too, Mac. I, I watch a lot of red zone where, where games go into the other, and you, you have games where it's. Uh, I think maybe they just don't want to decide the games and say, well, because that's what we'll talk about in the media, right? We'll say, well, uh, this was a bad call. Why should the refs decide the, you know, that's, yeah. I think you that's some of it. You know, you know, Robert, Byron Williams made a suggestion, which I think is, why don't they have another referee? I mean, you got, you know, you got. He didn't make that suggestion. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm J&B. Let's let's give him full credit on J&B talking shop. 
they came up with let's 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 get an extra referee in, involved yes. in the game. Why why not do that if 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 teams are losing because of penalties and and the penalties are uh, if the refs can't keep up with these fast receivers and these fast running backs anymore can't why don't we just get another referee? You have replay. In the game? You don't need the extra yeah, ref match. You have replay. Yeah, but you but if it's not but the problem is with that, Jack. They can't overturn every play. If you watch the Philadelphia-Miami game when the uh, cornerback face-masked him and the referee was right behind him and didn't call that, it was, it was truly a face-mask. Yeah. Do you know what the problem It's the rules. Cornerback is the hardest position to play and not get flagged on because you're going against these world-class receivers. They have every advantage you just put your hands on them a little bit the wrong way and you get flat. You just give them a little touch and you get flat. They've got to give more leeway to the cornerbacks, allow them to do a little more. In the uh, Canadian football, you can challenge uh, pass interference if you think it's passing. They, they did that. They did that already, Jim. They already did that. Yeah, it was a but they should do it. I agree. It's a catastrophe. It was a catastrophe. You can't yeah. slow down a game so much that when you start – you know, Chad Collins puts eye in the sky. Yeah, in certain certain situations, but you can't challenge every every penalty. But I no, mean, you have a, so, so many that you can challenge. They only yeah. have. Oh, yeah. you, oh, oh my God! Now, now again, you're slowing down the game. You got to take away timeouts if it's wrong. I mean, I mean, come on, listen. But here, timeouts You have Philadelphia, Miami. Miami gets ten penalties. Philadelphia doesn't get one. They got zero penalties that game. And you're going to tell me they never uh, had a penalty? Right. I don't right. know. I listen. I don't know. So what are you saying? The refs are the refs are cheating. The refs are no. Cheating. I'm saying the refs are That's just. What it sounds like, like what Robert is saying is true. They're trying to speed up the game like you want to speed yeah. up the game, and some calls they're missing or saying, "Ah, that's not that important." And, you know, they, they got so much money. They they they've got the money to pay for an extra guy. You know. Yeah. It's not like they're going broke in the NFL. They they got more money than they than uh, exactly. I mean we got games playing in Germany next week. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Speaking of Deutsch. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of penalties, and yeah. every I think everybody has saw the Minnesota Vikings head coach tell that tight end to to get down to stop yeah. the clock. Yeah. Um. Now this is this is another problem, right, Robert? I mean, if you have so many, you can't stop the clock, or there's a 10-second runoff or whatever after two-minute warning. But before the two-minute warning, there's no such rule. So should they have a penalty when we know for sure that these guys aren't hurt? They're just going on the ground, laying down. Team comes up, they get up, they walk off the field. Should that be penalized? Or there should be some kind of 10-second, uh, 25-second runoff cup for that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it uh, was – there is a, some rule – where if you if you get a penalty in the last two minutes, there's some kind of twenty second runoff yes, on is. defense. Yeah, but before they did it before, but you can go to the NBA where they have the flop rule. <laughs> the block rule. Flop the flop. Oh, flop. They rule. Yeah, that in the okay. flop rule. The NBA's trying to come down on that stuff too. Yes. They've talked about that for years. But it's it's going to be hard to. I mean, you think it's officiating is tough now? How are you going to know if a player's injured or not? Yeah. Well, it, when it's when the coaches tell him to go down and he goes down and he gets up and they sit there and they talk for about two minutes and he gets up and walks off the field, it's pretty obvious, Jim. 
Well, 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 if it's within a certain time frame and the game is being delayed because he can't get off the field in a timely fashion, there should be a rule. He's not allowed to come back in the game at all. That's it. I mean, that would be hard to is that would hard. that would probably stop him from doing it, Jack. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That and guys, five teams me. were fined last year for this uh pro football talk. Uh they, they they mentioned particularly in this article I looked up. Uh it's uh Cam Jordan last year, Jesse Bates from from Cincinnati when he was with the Bengals last year. So he uh, th- this article says five teams were fined for that. Uh do you want to make the penalties even more harsh? Uh, lose a draft pick. Uh, like you said, guys, that player not come back in. Wow. That's pretty hey, hard. Hey, listen, that's that hard player for not, that player not coming back. You got to get rid of those body divots. <laughs> you solve that. Jack, good idea. Jack, <laughs> that was a good idea. I, I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm with Jack on that. I mean, Jim, you were talking a little about boxing before the show. Fighter gets knocked out. He has 10 seconds to get up. They stagger up if they want to stay in the fight. But guy wants to stay in the game. He'll get up in a timely fashion. If he's physically unable to, if he's so hurt, he shouldn't be back in the game. Come out. Come out. I'm with you, Jack. There you go. Robert. Let's 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 talk. You know, of course, flag football. They've been advertising for 2028. Yeah. We, you know, we got to have four years of advertising that we're going to go to flag football. <laughs> the NFL is is encouraging players, NFL players, to play in play in this Olympic uh, new Olympic event. Do you know how they're encouraging them? I've read this. I don't know what what they mean by encouraging them to play. Well, I've heard Tyreek Hill talk about it, and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it, it is is a way to get the skills. Uh, little kid, kids watch what they see. You know, they, they emulate what they see. Uh, get them. Uh, we've had so many seven on sevens. Uh, the these rookie cam, uh, quarterback camps. Excuse me, not rookie camp. Quarterback camps for kids and everything. Uh, I think it's just a way of uh, kind of getting some type of Olympic type of football. You know, Edmund Smith, you're a teammate. Remember, he wanted to get the Olympics for for football. Back in the nineties, Jim. Yeah, he did. But yeah. promoting the game. Yeah. That's what they're trying yeah. to do. Make it not just national. They want to make it global. Yeah. That's why they're going to Germany. That's why they're in London. Now they're talking about probably going to Spain. Wow. I've never Man. I've never been to I've never Jim, I've never been to Spain, but I kind of like the music. Robert, what's gonna happen? What's going to happen when the owners say, hey, listen, I don't want you to go to the Olympics. I'm spending 10 to $20 million a year to have you play on my football team, and you might get hurt playing over there playing flag football. What's the NFL going to do then? I think the owners meeting, that is a discussion, you know. And this has been talked about in the NBA too, guys. Uh, I've talked about this on my program, players uh, playing to Luka Doncic, going over and playing for your – your country's team and doing all this and uh, he's exhausted and he, he, he's almost either uh, injured because of doing too much plant or he takes too much time off because he's uh, physically exhausted and he's out of shape once he gets towards the NBA. Now he looks good this year, but uh, that has to be something to discuss, especially in a, a, a sport where people are constantly getting injured, man. But Robert, you also got to realize 
that they are the most not in uh, international players ever in NBA history in the NBA right now. Yes, that 92 Olympics really changed everything. But when we sent Bird and, and Jordan, all those guys over there, yep. uh, uh, man, I can't remember the guy's name now. I'm telling you, that's why they're doing it. The NFL is promoting it because now they can become global. Yeah. They want their brand to be global instead of uh, just uh, national. I know. There's, there's going to be a lot of limitations. There's, yeah. Listen, there's going to be a lot of limitations when it comes to football being global, more than so uh, with the NBA and baseball, I think. Because I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what global football looks like. You're going to have leagues all over the place. Are we going to play the winners of Well, they do already. They have them in uh, right. uh, Switzerland. They have right. them in Italy. They have them in Germany. But what I'm saying, Jim, that's all well and good. How does that help the NFL? You, all you got to do is I mean, find one or two players that can play. Uh, we had one at the uh, University of Houston who played on the on the uh, championship teams for the New England Patriots. The basketball there has yeah, been I mean, national players. I mean, I know OCU and URS sent some people over here that played in the National Football League from Africa. I mean, I get all that. I, all I'm saying is, is, is you, you get what, 10 players from overseas to play in the NFL. I mean, That's is that what the goal is? I think it's going to – it'll grow. It'll grow the game, and you'll find that hidden gem. Right. Okay. Robert, every week yeah. you give us your best fantasy team. Go ahead and see who. what team are you putting on the field this, this week? Yeah, last week's team won, too. Uh, won, won a few dollars there. Um Okay, this week, uh, Lamar Jackson, guys, he's 15-1 and one against NFC teams. Uh, I'd expect him to go on the road, have a good day against Arizona. Uh, Damian Pierce for Houston and Miles um, Sanders for Carolina. Both of those players coming off bye weeks. I mentioned Jalen Warren last week coming off a bye week, had a touchdown for Pittsburgh against the Rams. Uh, of course, I got Lamar's uh, – the uh, receiver here is a flowers. Uh, I've got, uh, born here from new England against Miami. Uh, he's actually heating up, uh, getting some chemistry with him and Mac Jones going and Travis Kels, who is just playing out of this world right now, going to have a little snow up there, which means he's even going to be more of a uh, option for, um, on these, uh, cap leagues. He's very expensive, but he's playing, Really good. It must be the Taylor Swift thing. And uh, I got uh, a Conquil, the Titans tied in here, uh, going against Atlanta. And the Titans defense uh, going against Ritter, which uh, they should have a pretty good game today. Defensively, anyways. All right. All right. Defensively. That's, hey, listen, the defenses have been winning a lot of games this year, Robert, lately. Um, (laughs) Folks. It's true. It's true. Robert Butler Sports Scope. He's all over the place. Facebook, Twitter. He's all check him out. Just look for Sports Scope with a K. Check out Robert Butler. He's our big story guy. Robert, thanks for coming in this week. And we'll see you. Have a good show, guys. So there you go, folks. The great Robert Butler. Uh, we should have our two other guests coming up here shortly, but as we do every week. By far, the best theme song for any cartoon in the history of cartoons. When criminals are 
animals in this world appear and break the laws that they should fear and frighten all who see or hear the cracklers up of Karamir for underdog. That's right, folks. This is our underdog picks. Jack was hot for a few weeks. He lost last week, but he was hot for a few weeks. Let's see if he can come back and be the underdog king. Jack, give us your underdog pick. You want to know why I was hot for a few weeks? Because I rode the Jets for three weeks in a row as underdogs, and they won, and they had a bye last week. Uh, But this week, I'm going with the team that I picked to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year, and I never got off the bandwagon. I don't change like uh, you do, Mac. and Well, Jim doesn't change when it comes to the Cowboys. He'll always stick with them no matter what. Right, but right. the Cincinnati Bengals are five and a half point underdogs against the 49ers. I don't care if it's at San Francisco. Conventional wisdom is going to tell us, well, the 49ers have lost two in a row. They have to win. They'll be up for this game. I put my trust in the three and three Bengals. I mean, they're ready to take off now and show us the type of team they are. Burrow has his weapons there, Higgins, Mixon, Chase. They have a really good defense. They're going to beat the 49ers today, not just cover the points, but win the game. All right. So so Jack has the Bengals in San Francisco. He says they're going to up. But we're not going to hold them to the upset. Just look at the points. Jack Jack has, has them covering that point. You know Purdy's playing, right? Yeah, I know Purdy's playing, but, you know, Purdy – the last week, he had a, didn't play a good game last week, and he's come on a lot of criticism all of a sudden. You know, in the week I before, he didn't play especially well, but at least he put the 49ers in position to win the game when they missed the field goal. Against if I'm Cleveland. not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I think Debo Samuels is playing again, is starting this this game too, if I'm not mistaken, Jack. We don't I know how I... effective he's going to be coming off an injury. You just don't know. Are you a little nervous before I get you your pick, Jim? Are you a little nervous that that 49er defense is not gonna is not gonna hurt get to a, a kind of a hobbled Joe Burrows? They say he's healthy. Yeah, he, he is. Healthy. Mean, I, I, Here's the key, and Jack makes a good point. This is a good pick by Jack because if you notice last week, what did they do to the 49ers? 49ers were playing that man defense, and those receivers beat them on it. They were grabbing him, and do you remember um, the receiver from Minnesota? Just he took the ball the first time and intercepted it. The cornerback. The next time he took the ball from him and ran for a touchdown. That's a pretty good pick. I agree with Jack on that. That's not who I'm going. Well, let me ask you about Nick Bosa with the 49ers. Now he's saying the holdout may have affected his play. But at the time we heard, oh, as soon as he signs, he's going to be ready to go. You know about, obviously, about pass rushes. We're well into the season. He should be in peak form by now. It shouldn't even be an issue by now. But you're right. But how can a layoff be affecting him even? It depends on how he trained when he was laid off. Because he has to still train. Okay, so suppose that's. Yeah, so suppose that's right. Jim has agreed with Jack, so I'm very certain that Jack loses the underdog pick. Jim, who is your underdog pick? My underdog pick is the Indianapolis Colts over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the All Saints right. are favored minus two. Jim, there's a lot of turmoil with that same team. A lot that of complaining. Derek Carr, Max guy, who I was never high on in the slightest. Okay, they give him the big free agent. 
deal, and he he's not showing any leadership there, arguing with his own players and placing the blame and then saying he has to be better. Did the Saints come together all of a sudden? Or I don't think he, so. Did he fracture like Dennis Allen, but I think Dennis Allen, but I think they got more issues, internal issues. Because every every week you see Jamison Winston having to talk to the players, if you notice that. So I have I think they got some internal issues because they thought they were going to be better with Derek Carr and they're not. But well, what do you do? You invested all this money and years in Derek Carr. You can't sit him down for Jamie and Winston right no, no, now. No, no, no. I'm just saying that I think that's some of the problem because they thought Derek Carr would be the, the lightning rod, and he's not. He's, And we see what the problem was in Las Vegas now. We thought it was everybody else. Some of it was Carr. I didn't think. I thought it was Carr, Mac. I, I, myself and Mac would be debating this. I didn't want the Giants to sign Carr. I definitely didn't want the Jets to. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I listen. Carr's played on, on the Raiders, which were, wasn't a very good team, and I don't think the Saints – I think the Saints are a decent team. They're not a very good team. They're, yeah, they're but they got some offensive firepower. Avalade, yeah, uh, Michael yeah, Thomas is probably not going to play. Kamar, they do have some every, fire. Every, weapons. Every they team, got weapons. Every, every, just because they got weapons don't mean that that makes them a, a very good team, Jeff. You know what was interesting is um, Devontae Adams said he would have never signed with the uh, Raiders if Derek Carr, if he knew Derek Carr wasn't going to be there. I thought that was interesting. All right, listen, they they they, they had quite a hook a hookup. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo is not that the was his college quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a, is not the answer to anything. No, he is. I, I yeah, he's gonna play this week. He's active, but yeah, yeah they play on Monday I, night. I I that they just went from you know okay to to not okay with the with the Raiders there. So my underdog pick, I'm gonna ride the Giants. They they, they did good for me last week. I think the Giants will stop the run game, make Zach Wilson beat him, and I don't think Zach Wilson could beat the Giants. I just think and I I'm gonna get on you this time. Go ahead. Because you're being a homer. I think the Jets have a better defense. Well, this, you know something that's true. That's true. I don't disagree with that. I'm and I think if Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball over. And the Jets' running game with Bryce uh, Brees Hall is getting better. And well, I've always said yeah, this. Last week, last week you told me. Last week you told me the Commanders were going to beat the Giants too, Jim. So, <laughs> did you not say that? Uh, so no, I, that's, I, I hope you recall that. I was I hoping it. you'd say that. I was really hoping you'd say that. I really was. Linda's going to thrive with the Giants again too. Listen, uh, they need to. They need this game more than the Jets do, and that's that's all I'm going to base this off of. The Jets are still I'm going to go with the Jets. I got to go oh. with the Jets. Giants are going to have to come up with a big defensive effort, which they're fully capable of doing. I think their de- the giant defense shows up today, and they play very well. And I hate the cliche about turnovers. You hear it all the time, and I hate hearing it. But really, that's going to play a vital part that's what in this saying. game. That's what Zach Wilson, they have him playing mistake free the Jets and conservative. If he reverts back to his old self and has a couple of foolish turnovers, it could be a difference maker. And I'm going to tell you another thing that's going to help uh, the Jets. I'm a, I like the Giants, but what's going to help them is having Aaron Rodgers there because he sees things. He does see things. Yeah, that, I, I, I actually think was... it's a little overrated having I him back. I, I think I during the too. game, 
I don't think Zach Wilson, as much as he respects Aaron Rodgers, he isn't listening to him. Aaron Rodgers really isn't in his ear the whole time. I disagree. And I got a uh, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. You're gonna listen to him. Listen, he he tells he he, he tells Staley this play might be good. This Staley's still calling the plays. I I mean Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's a great quarterback. Paul Hackett, you mean? Yeah. No, sorry, Paul Hackett. Right. So I, listen, uh, I I don't. I don't, I don't think that that's uh, I think it's big. the running backs here, a much maligned position this year. Saquon Barkley versus Brees Hall. Who's going to have the bigger game, guys? Because Brees Hall no, is, is he makes the Giants go and don't fool yourself. Yeah, he makes the Giants. And if he if he goes and has a great game, the Jets probably don't have a chance. Let me tell you, all this talk with Saquon Barkley. Oh, might they trade him or not? If I'm the Jets, I got a first round draft choice. If Saquon, if I could trade for Saquon Barkley, I would give up my number one choice next year after Giants. That's only one other teams. Nobody, everybody wants him. Yeah, Bryce but a lot of Rice Hall is a good run back, Jack. I don't know. What are you going yeah, to split Saquon time him and say? Saquon, Saquon is a Hall of Fame talent. You team them together, Barkley and Hall in the backfield, it would be devastating. But I think today's game, Tyrod Taylor is not going to beat the Jets. There's absolutely no way. that that The Jets' defense is an absolute nightmare for him. Uh, But if Darren Waller could have a big game, you know, a lot of short passes. Darren Waller. Here's the the problem that the, the Giants have. Who do you throw it on the outside? Because they're going to clamp down on Waller. Because you're right. Jalen Hyatt is not likely to do any damage. A shepherd to the Jets. Oh, he'll make some plays. He'll make some, but it won't. Is there? Is it going to be enough plays? Yeah, we shall see. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a great game for the for the Battle of New York. So we'll see what happens. Dallas Dallas owns New York. Don't you forget that. Yeah. But Saquon Barkley does scam me in this game if I'm the Jets because he might be primed to have a monster game. He did could. you see uh, real quick, real quick before we get into the rest of the game, start talking about him? Did you see that big deal they made about Zach Wilson going on vacation with his girlfriend? That is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, he should be studying why? the playbook during this time. There's a lot of work <laughs> to be done. I mean, vacation. You can wait till the season's over. I knew Jack was going to say that. I knew Jack oh was going to say that. I mean, that. Are you serious? I mean, listen. Now, listen, Jack, you have a point. Because remember when the Giants were on fire and then all the wide receivers went on that boat trip there? They were all sitting on the yeah. yacht. I think the Giants lost every game, almost all the games after that. So, Jim, maybe Jack has something. So you shouldn't take any time off to relax. You should, well, yeah. you're, not going, you're going on vacation. You know the problem during the bye week. It's good to rest up, but you can lose your focus because chances are Zach Wilson took his mind off of football. And now you've got to get your mind back on football. And the Giants scored a nice win over the Commanders. They're ready to go. No, I think the Jets are going to win the game. I think it's going to be close and low scoring. But uh, the Giants are a very serious threat to beat the Jets in this game. And Zach Wilson has to be mentally there 100%. And going on vacation like that, 
Yeah, with his girlfriend too, Jack. With his girlfriend. You think he's looking at the playbook? You think he's sitting by the pool and studying the playbook? Oh my goodness! You can't have a life just because you play in the NFL. You cannot during the season. That's what it is. You need to to give you a body. That's what I didn't like. That's what I didn't like about Thibodeau coming out of college. He had too many other interests, and it's played out that way. He has been a big disappointment for number five overall pick. His he value should have been, I, yeah, but he's not. But his value should have been as a third or fourth round draft choice. Oh, that's, that's way too that's way, way too late in the draft. And besides, Thibodeau is among the leaders in sacks this year, Jack. Thibodeau has been mediocre. He's leading your, your Detroit defensive end boy there. He's beating him right now at sack. So I don't know what that says about Tim. Yes, I don't know where you're coming from. Hutchinson, you mean? If the Lions admit you were wrong. <laughs> just admit you were wrong. That's, uh, Jack will at the end of the year. He will at the, he, he will admit it if he is. does what, Jim, you should notice especially – because you probably complained and you were victimized this way when you were a player. You would get to the quarterback first, force him to turn a certain way into another defensive tackle who would then clean up and get credit for the sack. But you really made the play. And I'm sure that entered your mind now and then. Yeah, well, he's getting the credit. It doesn't show up in the box score. Thibodeau's basically a box score guy. He's, a, he's an okay player. Don't get me wrong. He's an okay player. For, for, for and he folks, seems to be a nice there. guy. He seems folks, to be a nice person, and I there. wish him well, but he's not a fourth. For Hutchinson has 1.5 sacks. Thibodeau has right. 5.5. There you go. So, so Hutchinson is a plus. <laughs> so folks out there that folks out there that don't follow the or just have started following uh, the Mac and Jack Big Football Show or any of our shows really, even if it's a debate show, I think if we had five days a week, Jack would say some disparaging things about uh, Thibodeau. So no, I like uh, Thibodeau. He can have the space. He, he can have a Thibodeau. spot on my team. He's going to be he, in the league for years. He's just not. He hates Thibodeau. We know but he's Jack. To your king, Michael Parsons is a bust too. He only has. Oh my! Now that's Michael Parsons is arguably the second greatest defensive player in Cowboy history behind Bob Lilly. Sorry, Jim. You're crazy. Sorry, All right. Jim. So anyway. Anyway, we have we have the Philly sports guy here. I think he's driving the bus again, or he's getting ready to drive the bus to the stadium. Philadelphia. No, we just arrived at the stadium. I let everybody out first before I decided to get everybody because we were all riled up in here. You know how we travel. No. Pats, no I still think not the, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I still think they're going to the Super Bowl. I think the loss to the Jets wanna, was a good thing for them, but I think they're going. Sorry about yes. the Phillies, though. And the loss to the Jets, the loss to the Jets were because they were watching the Phillies. Right. Yeah. You know, right. And I bet you, I bet you that's the reason why Dallas loses today because they were watching the Rangers. So, man, so, that could be a loss not today. Eagles, trust me. I'm so, not anyway, anyway, Pags. Anyway, Pags. The Eagles continue to get richer as they go ahead and they pick up and a trade two-time Pro Bowl safety. Keon, 
<laughs> Bernard, I mean, or is it Bernard? I mean, you guys are always picking up these guys, making trades to keep the Eagles strong. Hey, that's why Howie Roseman is the best GM in the NFL. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see if Jim says anything. I'm waiting to see if Jim says anything. Well, what? Hey, oh, I'm saying the Jets says oh, That's all I have Jim, to say. Jim, why are you hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Should I say, should I say go 49ers? Uh, 49ers. Oh, who else did you guys, who else got spanked the Cowboys? The Cowboys have been spanked twice. Last time I checked, last time I checked, you were looking up at us. No, last time you checked, you were looking up at us. Right? Who's in first place in the division? Who's in first place, Jim? Who? Who? I don't know. I'm still yeah, waiting. Yeah. Who? Who's in first place in our division? Hey. Denver. No. Denver's going to be here. Hey. We're playing next week. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Jim, you're outnumbered. But let me tell you something. We're going to bring an equalizer here to Pags right now because we all know Philadelphia is playing the Commanders. And the Commanders have beaten Philadelphia. Oh, there he goes. Last year. They beat. And here we got. The, uh, Hold on. Did you say the commanders beat us last year? Because you're wrong about that. They split with you guys. They, did, they, uh, with they you. might have beaten us once. Yeah, they did beat us once. Right. There you go. You hear him, Commander Nash? He's, he's, he's already saying that you guys didn't beat him last. Good What's afternoon, going on, Commander? Uh, good morning, Commander Nash. Good morning. Do you see his bus? I, I don't know. Can he see our bus? Hold on. Let me show him where I'm at. Let me show him where I'm at, just in case. So he wants to see us. Here's where I'm at, right here. Commander Nash, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. You gotta turn your mic on. He can't even turn the phone. Turn the phone on the right way. What are you, you gonna expect the commanders to beat us? Hey, what's going on? Uh, first of all, I'd like to say congratulations, Mac, on your Giants. Y'all pulled it off last week. Uh, I was very disappointed, but y'all, y'all, y'all got the win. So, 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 are you, are you at, are you at? The stadium right now, Commander Nash. Yes, I am. I am here. And and the Philly sports guy is there with you right now. I don't know if you, where you guys are uh, at, as opposed to each other, but I've heard they're doing like a kumbaya fan tailgate parties now. And I was thinking, maybe be late a birthday, Philly sports guy. <laughs> so I'm in the I'm in the bus parking lot because we brought. 500 people with us. Because you know, this is like our home south. Well, I'm up here in the purple lot near Platinum, right, looking right at the stadium, so I'm here. I'm set. Alright, well, I'll have to stop by and say hello. <laughs> Same to you. Same to you. So, so let, let me ask you, bro. First, uh, Pat, <laughs> what do you guys got to do to stop that hot quarterback they got over there? Boom. <laughs> to watch the commander's quarterback, he's setting the league on fire right now, Pat. Jim Hollis. Hey, hey, listen, hey, listen. I, I hope, I hope that Ron Rivera is not on the unemployment line on Tuesday after this game. All right. All right. 
So seriously, uh, Commander, you got a tough team. You got a you got both sides Absolutely. of the ball, great line. You got a, a running game that's tough. Um, what what do you guys got to do to protect uh, protect your quarterback there? Because he's been getting hit a lot. Well, look at it this way. The last time we played the Eagles, we went in overtime. But they even, like you said, they're a stronger team. They just picked up a safety. They got Julio. Uh, like I've been saying all season long, it's going to come down to offensive line. Last time Philly got after us. If we can't block for how, it's going to be a long day. And I really think Julio and um, the safety they got from Tennessee is going to make plays. They're going to play today. Our main goal is to protect Sam Howell. we got to establish a running game. we got to score for us to stay in this game. If we get down two touchdowns in Philadelphia, it's going to be a long game. But we did go to overtime with them. But we all know Philadelphia, they play us tougher here than they do in Philadelphia. Hey, Pags, uh, there's, there's, there's news that Hertz has a leg brace on. Are you worried about that front four of Washington getting after him? No. Uh, we have the best offensive line in the league. And I know that – and listen, if, if it's hurting that bad, he'll just do quick release. So, I, A.J. Brown is what? He's going, what, five games in a row with 125 yards? Yeah. Uh, I expect today will be day, game six. Pags, is Marcus Mariota first back up in if, if by some chance Hurts has to go out? Uh, Mariota would be the backup, yes. Interesting, interesting. And – and uh, Commander Nash, who's your backup quarterback? Jacoby Brisket. He played for New England. He played for the Cleveland Browns. And then it happens. Do you think that maybe it's a, a, a time for maybe – I know the commanders are still in, involved in this race, but do you think maybe it's time for a change of quarterback? Honestly, no. How has been getting sacked a lot, but he's tough. He hasn't got hurt. You keep playing how. I think we'll have a coach change before we have a quarterback change. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, um, Pags, if by, by, by some some chance you lose to the you lose to the Commanders, who are you playing next after that? We play Dallas, but I wouldn't worry about us losing to the Commanders today. You sure you're not going to look past them? I know I'm not looking past them. I can't imagine that they are. They listen. They did their sleepwalking through through the Jets, and, and they realized. And I, I and I found out why because they won't went out and watch the Phillies. I, I that's why they and they they thought that they could just go past it. Let's go. You know, Jeff Coat was ecstatic when the Jets beat the Eagles because he didn't like the Eagles' arrogance. He mentioned the Eagles just going forth like on their own, the four-yard line, fourth down, rather than kick the field goal. And just the way their whole attitude was, you know, oh, we can do whatever we want, you know? So he didn't like the attitude. And uh, there's a chance always of complacency, but I can't see for the life of me the commanders actually beating the Eagles. I know it's a commander home game. But Philadelphia is so close to Washington. There's going to be a lot of Eagle support in the stands. Absolutely. I will agree with that. Every game that we host Philadelphia, their fans do show up. I got yeah. a lot of respect for the way they travel. We usually have 65% of the stadium, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, Commander Nash, the Jets kind of showed something that, that maybe teams aren't using, that you can run on that Philly defense. You think you guys can have success? 
success, maybe keeping that offense off the off the field, throwing the clock a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I believe we can get the running game. Roberts is Roberts is a pound runner between the tackles, and we get Gibson going on the outside. Absolutely. That would be impressive. Tell, tell Santa, tell Santa let's Claus let's, to take a back seat. <laughs> let's just remember. Let's just remember though. When we played Philadelphia last. We took them to overtime. We brought the fight. That was the best game we played yeah. all year, even though we lost. That was yeah. a good game. Yeah. Hey, if Ron Rivera doesn't have a heart attack or have something really terrible about to happen, you guys are not going to do it because that's the only way that you guys play well is when he has something bad happen to him and everybody rallies around him. Let me ask, are they looking at maybe the Eagles to the Cowboy game? Jim, you know as a player, you think some of the players on the Eagles just might be looking a little ahead. They have Dallas on their mind. We're playing a divisional game, and we got we got to worry about the Rams. I'm not talking about the Cowboys, the Eagles. The Eagles, no. The Commanders didn't play as well last week, but they do have some talent. Let me ask Commander Nash if the commanders lose decisively, who goes to the state deadline? Is it Chase Young? Right now, the rumors are Montez Sweat is on the trade block. Who? Who? Commander Nash? Montana Sweat, all the defensive end. He would go for four guys young, you think. He, I think, well, his value is more than Chase Young because Chase Young was hurt last year. He had a great season last year. His, his stock is higher. I think he would go first. All right. So, all right. So, guys, um, unless you want to go through some of the picks with us, I'll let you guys go and get in there and uh, and start racing some cane. Maybe you guys can meet each other. <laughs> Uh, besides, I think Santa Claus is naked behind you. I, I see skin, so I want to. I'm not sure about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'll put up the hair. There you go. Now you can't see him <laughs> through the blocking of the of, uh, Santa. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Nobody needs to see that on a, on a Sunday morning. Um, so, uh, so guys, uh, do you want to stick around and do, go through some of the picks with us, or you guys want to go ahead and push on, go meet each other, and 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 and, uh, and have a good time? Yeah, I got. I have five hundred people, five hundred fifty people here that we're going to put on a tailgate. So, uh, I want to go ahead and go. Right. <clears throat> you know, because I always beat you guys in these picks, anyways. So <laughs> you went two and two last week, Pat. You want to give us your picks real quick? Uh, today, today I do like uh, uh, who was it? The uh, the Ravens. I like the Ravens okay. today. I like Jacksonville, and I and with the points, I like the Rams. I think I think Dallas was watching the baseball game last night. All right, so so we got the Rams. Uh, you got another, one more favorite, Pags. One more favorite from you. I'm waiting. No, uh, you need you need you need a favorite. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah. you want to go with the Jets over the Giants? No, no. I I is Chicago a favorite? 
No, no, no the no. Chargers are uh, favored over the Bears by eight and a half. I, that's a big upset. That's a big upset this week. Do you like? Do you like? Do you like uh, Minnesota and Green Bay? Who you like there, Pags? Minnesota and Green Bay. Uh, I think Green Bay wins it. But I, 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 how about my boy? How about my boy Tyson Bajan? You're yes, right. We, we you knew more that. than the NFL scouts than all these scouting departments. Pack. I tell you, when you I say something, it's always it's always dead on. You told oh, us in college what he was Good morning, Bobby. Yes, yes, and uh, good morning, Bobby. Good, glad to see you're you're up and going again. Commander Nash and Pags, I'll let you guys go. Both of you, good luck. Uh, I don't have good a dog luck. in the race. Uh, uh, stop! Stop that eagle! Stop that eagle run, there, Commander Nash. That's what you gotta do. No chance today. No chance. Nash, I'll see you in a little bit. All right. Have a great game. All right. Take care. Now I gotta give Pags credit for being insightful on something that I don't think about that gives a big edge. And Jeff. He, he, Jim, I mean, he won't want to admit this. He mentioned about the Cowboy players. They were probably up late watching the Rangers they game when they should have been over. getting their sleep and their rest. Yeah. And that Thomas could be the Smith. difference makers. Yeah. A Look, it was 9-1. to one. Why would they be watching a 9-1 to one game? These guys stay Arizona, up to the end of the game. Arizona took over the game. It wasn't that late, actually. But yes. common sense. Yes. You they got to get it. They got, they're not getting the best normal time. And you take his advice. So, there you go. So, uh, guys, let's, let's let's take a look at a few few games here. We should have uh, Anthony coming in here in about five minutes or so. So, we didn't talk yet about uh, Houston and Carolina. Houston, I'm surprised nobody took Houston being a, a, a favorite against Carolina. Carolina. Hasn't got a win this year. Houston's playing really good ball. I think they're coming off a bye. They should be well rested in Carolina. What do you guys think? But you um, first. Well, I'm going to tell you. I would have drafted C.J. Stroud ahead of Bryce Young, but I think Bryce Young's going to be a really oh, good NFL quarterback. I keep saying it each week because when he Bryce stinks. Young does become Bryce a good Young's, quarterback, Bryce I want was to a make bust. it clear. I Bryce thought Young. that's what he would be all along. Bryce he is Young be is a, a good quarterback. Every time you said that, I've told you Bryce Young is going to be a I player. agree with him, though. I think Bryce Young I know Young you do, and I, I, I know you do. I know you do, Jim, and, and they'll keep losing with Bryce Young. What do you think, Jack? Who's winning Houston's a little more advanced. I mean, they have it a little more together with D'Amico Ryan's ownership is allowing things to play out. Carolina seems dysfunctional. It seems like the owner is ready to fire uh, Frank Reich at this moment, you know, Jeff, he could. It's just a, not a good situation. And uh, I like Houston in the game, but I hope Bryce Young plays well so he doesn't come under criticism. Well, he's going to yeah, be under criticism. Troy Aikman was under criticism his first year of playing, so that's just a part of it. Who, who did they have to compare Aikman to that year who was drafted? That, that's my point. Mm -hmm. The Panther fans are going to compare Young to C.J. Stroud the rest of his career unless he takes his game Let me up ask a you level. This question. Would you rather come out and be on fire your first year or over a consistent basis? And that's what C.J. Stroud, yes, he is good. Don't get me wrong. But I think Bryce Young is going to get better as he as the years go on. 
I don't yeah, think if, if he lasts, if he lasts through the years. Coming up, coming up now, we got the sauce guy himself. Let's bring up Anthony, see what's going on. Buffalo, big Buffalo Phil, uh, Bill, analyst over there uh, called The Sit-In, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Correct me when you come up, but he's a new show that we have here on Roku. Glad to have him on. Good morning. It's an honor yeah, to be morning, fellas. How are we doing? Good morning. It's an honor to meet you. Yeah, by the way, it is to sit down close with the sit-in, but I'm sitting in on this show this morning, and I'm happy to be here with you guys this morning. How's everybody there you doing? Go. Great to have you. It was great to have a Buffalo Bill here. It's great. great hey, it's great to be yeah, on yeah, with mean, Super Bowl champion and former Buffalo Bill, Jim. Very, very happy right. to be on Don't with you guys this that. morning. What was Jim's legacy as a Buffalo Bill? I mean, maybe Jim could shed some light on it. Well, don't ask, don't, ask the, don't ask the sauce guy. Don't ask the sauce guy because he had to look you up, Jim. So that's that's <laughs> no, my, my Verizon guy, my technician, I mentioned he was watching the TV fixing and college football's on. I asked him, you're an NFL fan, and I said, did you hear Jim Jeffcoat? It took him about four or five seconds. He said, yeah, yeah, didn't he play for the Cowboys? He was a defensive tackle. He was Troy Aikman's teammate. That's where his response. Hey, you got to do something. sacks in his career. I mean, yeah. pretty good. But I had, I, hey, I'm just Jackson Jeffco's dad, so I understand. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. So if you don't get a chance, check out the sauce guy. He's everywhere. He's on, he's on all different platforms. And, of course, he's a, he's a newest show on our Roku channel. Does a great job. He's got a great show, uh, a lot of, lot of video work. He's very knowledgeable about the Bills. So we're going to start hitting you on the Bills a little bit here, uh, Anthony. Um the Bills had one really good game this year. They played the Dolphins. They dominated the Dolphins. A lot of people are questioning whether the Bills are as good as we thought they were going to be in the beginning of the year. They've kind of struggled against teams. They struggled against the Giants. They got beat by the Patriots. Um, and and I don't even think they're 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 uh, have a winning record in the division right now. So what do you th- what do you think, Anthony? What do you think is a problem right now? If there is a problem with the Bills. Well, it's a, it's honestly it's a good thing you brought up because the way that the Bills have played thus far this season, it is disappointing, and that's coming from a true unbiased standpoint that it is disappointing. They should have beaten the Giants way more than they beat them. They should have beaten the Patriots. They probably should have showed up in London to play against Jacksonville, but it turns out they never showed up. But the way they played against the Jets was kind of what we were seeing that went wrong with this team throughout the games that they've had trouble with, and that's because. At times, their offense lacks identity. Are we going to run the football? Is Josh going to be the Superman that he's always been? Is it going to be Stephon Diggs? Are we going to force it down his throat? But what we saw against Tampa Bay was a little bit of those woes cleaned up. We used uh, other guys. Khalil Shakir was the leading receiver. Gabe Davis had one of his best games. Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end who we drafted, and we barely utilized so far until these past couple of weeks. He had a great game, and that's because we spread the wealth. And Stephon Diggs had a quiet nine reception for 80 yards game. I mean, the way that we saw the game go down, it never really seemed like Stephon Diggs had that big of a game. But what we're kind of seeing, too, at times, guys, is that it must be somebody either in Josh's ear or maybe people are paying a little too much to the media and what people are saying on social media, too, because Josh plays – He's even in the games that he's thrown interceptions recently, he's been playing really good and he's made really good decisions. But – at times, it seems like he's playing too conservative, and they were kind of putting a lid on Josh. I understand that at times he makes some irrational decisions, and sometimes he maybe should 
take the loss versus trying to fight for so much more. But that's what makes Josh Allen so great and is what made him such a great quarterback and, and the leader of this football team is the way that he's willing to go out there. But overall, I think Ken Dorsey is only in his second year as the offensive coordinator. Um, I don't think our defense is any sort of issues. I think the defense is playing really well, even with the injuries that we've had. I mean, there's times that, yeah, that we could clean up some things that we're doing. But like I said, we have injuries. But as far as offensively, Ken Dorsey's in year two as an offensive coordinator. People forget that Brian Dable needed a few years really to kind of figure out how to work in a system with Josh Allen and how to get him to the level of play that he's gotten to. And eventually he went on to become a head coach for the Giants, as we all know, right? So I think just letting Ken Dorsey figure this out is a big part of it. But, you know, we're halfway through the season, guys. We definitely don't have games to kind of just figure it out. We've got to figure it out now. You know, one year ago I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. And I, I felt their window closed this year. They really haven't addressed the running back position the last few years. I know they, they drafted James Cook out of Georgia, but the feeling was they had a good enough offensive line. They had injuries. It'll take care of itself, the running game. And obviously it didn't. And the Stephon Diggs factor, too. I mean, you get the feeling it's affecting Josh Allen. There, there doesn't seem to be a joy to his, you know, game this year. And he had a quiet game against Tampa Bay. If he has a couple of more of those, is there going to be a little bit of a blow up? Because we know the way these prima donna wide receivers could be. And he's a leader on this team. But I'm not sure whether he's a good leader or not. Yeah, as far as Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs, I understand people see some of the the uh, antics that have gone on on the sideline or in the offseason, but Stephon Diggs is invested in being a Buffalo Bill and being a leader on this football team. And as far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, the way that he plays and the way he approaches the game, I'm okay with it. And I think that he elevates Josh Allen. I think he elevates the receivers around him as well. But I think that's part of it is that we have to be able to trust the other receivers outside of Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Khalil Shakir, having – one of his best games last week against Tampa Bay as a pro. And I've been a big advocate for this kid since he's come into the league. We got him in the fifth round. He could have maybe been taken rounds three or higher. Um, I think what we're seeing from Josh Allen is just a little bit of the Hollywood kind of set in for a moment. I mean, Josh Allen for previous years would work out with Jordan Palmer in the offseason. And in the last couple of offseasons, since he's kind of elevated to be a top five quarterback in the NFL, we haven't really seen that. So some people question is Josh Allen's head in the game. But what I saw versus Tampa was he was. He was more fired up. The fact that he was running the football and picking up some first downs and using his legs to make some plays kind of seemed to get him back in the game. And at the end of the game, I know that the Bills weren't able to actually finish the finish the game on offense. They had to punt the football away, giving Tampa Bay a chance. But Josh Allen was in the huddle with his guys, yelling clearly, end it, end it, end it. And to me, that's a guy that's in the game, and he's got his teammates in the game. And I think Josh Allen is just kind of trying to figure out how to – evolve in this league when you when you become so good teams kind of figure you out a little bit but Josh Allen is quoted as saying there's guys in this league that get figured out and there's guys that figure it out and I think right now we're just seeing Josh Allen trying to figure it out with what he's got on the football field. Jim I know you had questions about the head coach over there. Do you Uh, think McDermott has too much on his plate? Uh, He got rid of Leslie Fraser and now he's running the defense. And now it takes away from him managing the whole team. Do you think that hurts McDermott? And he's as a head coach, maybe Jim. 
um, just because of the responsibilities that do come with it. And I saw some decisions that were maybe questionable by Sean McDermott. Uh, the, the utilization of timeouts at times seems a little questionable. But I think overall it was the best move because the defense is playing much differently than it did under Leslie Frazier. This defense is playing much more aggressively. And I think that's been kind of our weak point at times. Going back to the Kansas City game in the divisional round, we saw 13 seconds. We should have had that football game. But the way that the defense played in that situation is what lost us that football game. And I think that we're seeing that's kind of not happening under Sean McDermott. Um, but overall, as a head coach, maybe a little bit. But again, I think we have to really be understanding that we lost a game against the Jets that's a divisional opponent. And at the end of the day, no matter how good you are, divisional opponents can play you well. The Patriots beat us. That's a divisional opponent. Yeah, we played terribly against Jacksonville. We played terribly against the Giants, but we still did win. I think Sean McDermott's doing a great job. But injuries, injuries, you could even say some of it's been the officiating at times during games. But overall, it's our lack of execution. Our lack yeah, of execution, we've had drop passes. About officiating, if you look at that game last week, they tackle the tight end in the end zone, and they pull uh, Maurice, uh, Marquise uh, Goodwin, too. So you're one one call away from losing that game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The officiating has been unbalanced both ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, at times, yeah. it's helped the Bills, but then there's times, like especially in that Jacksonville game, that it's been crucial to some of the things that they're trying to get going. But regardless of officiating, I always say, You've got to execute in the moments that you can. And fourth and two, I'm seeing a drop by Dawson Knox. You know what I mean? Stuff like that cannot happen, especially yeah. when you're as good of a football team as you are. You can't have those little hiccups. Yeah. And Knox is going for quite a while, right? Let me. Yep. Let he's me out. I think Dawson Knox is out for at least a month, at least. Let me ask you a question, Anthony. Um, a lot of teams have been going for on fourth and down, down by the goal line, near midfield, and it's been backfiring a lot, stopping drives, getting the team the other ball instead of taking the points. Why do you think that is so much this year as opposed to the last year? I don't know. I think we're seeing teams kind of going for it so much more because there are teams that can put up so many points like Kansas city or Miami, as much as I hate to say it, Miami putting up 70 points that sometimes you can't live with what your defense is going to do because the way the teams can score. I mean, I remember when we were going to play against Kansas city in the playoffs a couple years ago, and I was talking with a buddy of mine about how fourth and one, we're going to have to see our team going for it because you've got to put up those points against teams that are so explosive like that. Um, and I think that we're seeing the Eagles use the tush push perfectly well to, enough that they could even use it as an offense, really, if they wanted to. But I think that that's kind of paving the way a little bit. I'm just surprised that I'm not necessarily seeing the Bills take a little page out of the Eagles playbook and utilize that uh, type of play on fourth down so much, too, because there's a bunch of fourth and ones that Josh Allen could definitely pick it up, I think. Yeah, but um, I, I was just – I was that uh, Jalen Hurts is, what, 850-pound squatter? Yeah, he could, he could deadlift 600, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's got some leg muscle. Yeah. I was just looking at the Buffalo Bills schedule, their non-divisional you know, divisional games. It's pretty difficult. Philadelphia, yep. Kansas City, Dallas. I mean, they're going to have to take their game up. The only one they play at home is Dallas. Playoffs. Buffalo plays Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is going to be home in December. That's, that's yeah. true, Jim. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, you you make a good point about the schedule because the schedule is going to get incredibly difficult. You got Philadelphia still, you've got Kansas City still, you've got Cincinnati coming up. It's just not going to be easy, yeah. and I think that that's why 
this Tampa Bay game was crucial for us because we saw us figuring it out a little bit. Sure, it was a little bit closer at the end than we'd like. But overall, I'm seeing the offense kind of figuring it out a little bit more. Um, you just like to have seen it done earlier in the season versus right now. But it is going to be tougher for the rest of the way. But, you know, that's what makes this team – It's gonna they're going to find out just how great they are. And I think that this team still matches up very well against the rest of the schedule that they have. But it's going to be very, very difficult. And that's that's just being honest. You know, even even the teams that are 500 teams, the teams that are good, they can beat you any day. I mean, this this league is so. There are some teams that are bang. They're up there. You know, you're gonna. You, you know, they're gonna be there in the end. But there are there are teams that are that 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 can battle you and sneak up and beat you. All it takes is a turnover or whatever. The league is very very equal, more than I've seen in a long time, Anthony. Mm-hmm. The league is very weird, and I mean that's why I always tell people. If you see something happen in a game of football, whether it's NFL or college, and you think the game is all shot and it's all said and done, well, just wait a second because one play is all it takes. I mean, we all know the Buffalo Bills had one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history, down 35-3 to against the Houston Oilers in 1993 with the backup quarterback in, Frank Wright, and they come back halftime, and they it's a whole different ball game. And that's all I'm saying is any given Sunday, one play at a time, one drive at a time. That's how you have to approach it in the NFL. Well, any given Monday night, I think that loss to the Jets in the opening game, and I'm a big Jets fan, by the way. I think that comes. I can tell. To, I think that comes back to haunt the Bills. I mean, a ten-point lead. Everyone is demoralized of what happened to Aaron Rodgers. And you think, if anything, Buffalo's going to win by over twenty points when all is said and done, and somehow they found a way to lose that game, or the Jets found a way to win it. A combination of the two, but that had to be a real down, and those games really hurt at the end of the year. Yeah. You really yeah. need to get those things back, and you have to make up that loss some way, somehow, by now scoring a monster victory on the road, let's say, against an elite team. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this too as far as you know, with the Jets game and how crucial it can be towards the end of the season, I will say this going back. In the 2021, the New England Patriots came to Buffalo, and it was a very windy game, and they beat us, and it was embarrassing. Mac Jones threw the football twice, and we still lost the football game. However, we had to play New England one more time towards the end of the season, and that game right there was what won us the AFC East and put us in a better position playoff-wise. So, I mean, as much as, yes, it is crucial, and you want to win those games, you still got one more against the Jets. You still got one more against the Patriots. You still got one more against Miami, too. That's going to be very tricky as well. But... I understand that it's, you know, it's tricky to say the Bills could go on and win the rest of their games, but I have seen in certain circumstances where teams are kind of at this 500-point, their Bills are 5-3 and three right now, that they could go on to win the rest of their games hypothetically, and all this wouldn't even matter. But it starts with one week at a time, and yeah, you'd like to see you win those games, especially in situations where you have the football game. You don't want to lose it that way, but that, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You've got to move on, and how you get up and respond is what's going to make this team either great or, or not. The basic question has the Bills window, is it closing? Are they, do they have as good a chance, let me just throw it out directly, as good a chance of winning the Super Bowl this year as they had last year at this time? Well, at this time last year, we started seeing a little bit of the injuries kind of come into play as well. Um, but I will say the Bills title window does feel like it's shrinking. And that's just to be honest, because 
it's going to be hard to, you know, keep guys around like AJ Epinesa who are having an incredible year. Yes. Greg Rousseau, who's going to be Jesus. due for an extension soon. That's what makes the NFL so damn hard to win a Super Bowl and not just to win a Super Bowl, but to win back to back years. And I, I tell people this all the time. You have a generational quarterback, obviously Mahomes, but. Mm -hmm. And then they do have a very good quarterback, but what can they keep around them? Because you yep. said they're getting older, and that's scary for the Bills because yep. they got to get younger. They're exactly. And like you said, with the Chiefs, they lose Tyreek Hill, but they still go on to win a Super Bowl. But they found talent to fit around Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. They draft well. They sign some guys exactly. that they can kind of fit in. And I think the Bills are capable of doing that. Um but, you know, you'd like to see them drafting a little bit better, too. Kair Alam hasn't really worked out too well. And Kair Alam is a great guy. I've actually had the chance to interview him, and he's a great, great young player. But I don't know if he necessarily fits in with the scheme that we kind of run in Buffalo. But um, overall, as far as the title window, it still exists as long as Josh Allen is quarterback. And right now, his salary is technically team-friendly with the way that quarterbacks are getting paid. Um, you're going to have to extend him in a few years here, though. You're going to have to maybe pay Gabe Davis. It's going to be tricky, but right That's now they still have a shot because, like I said, Josh Allen is quarterback. Yeah. All right, right. So, so Anthony, this is a part of the show during the last 15 minutes. We finish up with our picks. You want to stick around and do some picks with us? Yeah, of course. I'll definitely got to make some picks with you guys. All right. So we, we went over Houston and Carolina. We all think Houston should beat Carolina uh, coming up here uh, in Carolina. Carolina you know, hasn't won one yet, and right now uh, they can't protect Bryce Young. So it's yeah. a problem. Um, as far as that game, I'm, I'm interested because it's number one, number two picks, you know, Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud right now has had the better rookie campaign, but I do think that Bryce Young is going to be a great quarterback. It's just going to take Nobody some time that. to build him some well, Bryce Young is a bust. I'm just putting no, it out there right now. He's a bust. And we'll find yeah, out. I don't know about that. I think Bryce Young is a really up. good young mature he'll be, starting, he'll be starting in the XFL, and we'll, we won't watch him. Yet. So he is not a bust. bust. But no, but Rams, I, I'm going to say that Houston wins this game. That's my I opinion. The Rams are getting uh, 6.5, six and a half against Dallas. The Rams have a decent offense. Dallas, uh, you know, their defense is not playing as well as it did in the beginning of the year, Jim. So uh, what do you they're think? Still, they're in the top five defense, man. Come on, man. Yeah, they, were yeah. number, they were number one. They were number one when we started the first game. Everybody, everybody they came against the 49ers. Dallas is going to win the Super Bowl after the first week. You heard it all. You're just mad because we are the champions of New York. <laughs> That's true. Well, well, that, that, I, well, that's true. In game. Because Buffalo yeah. is the only team that's truly in New York. That's so exactly the only team, team in New York. Exactly. Yeah, very so very we're true. the champions of New Jersey. Yes. Yes, you are. Happy now from um, New Jersey. So anyway, Rams are, Rams are getting six and a half. What, we'll let you go first, Tony. You think the Rams cover that six and a half point? I think the Rams cover six and a half. Six wow. and a half. I think they cover that, but I definitely think that Dallas wins the game. Okay. What do you What do you think? Like Dallas. Uh, Dallas by a couple of touchdowns. Yes. What do you think? Dallas has uh, played well at home. It's on the road they struggle. I think Dallas will be. But I always talk about this. This is a factor. Buff, uh, the Rams are playing at two, 10 o'clock in the morning because it's a 12 o'clock game. I'm headed to the game after the show. But that makes a difference because your body changes. 
And you say, mm-hmm. well, nah, but you see teams that go to the from the west to the east struggle. You know, Byron thinks that's a bunch of monologues. Byron Williams said that is nonsense. He doesn't want to hear that excuse. Byron, I know, it really affected the 49ers against going to Dallas in the playoffs. Yeah, it did. It hurt them. It really did. We won, Jack. 49ers won going to Dallas. No, they did not. What are you talking about? We're talking about the playoffs. The playoffs, it was in for it was in San Francisco. It was in San Oh, I thought the year before I was thinking, forget about it. Hey, Jets fans. I'm going to tell you one thing about him, Anthony. He could tell you who who scored the winning touchdown in the 1958 championship game just like that. Alan Um, Mitchie, you're talking about on the handoff from United to Northern (laughs) But you you worry about the two receivers, Cooper Cup and Puka. Yeah. I do worry about them. Minnesota, oh, I got them as a pick. I guess they're favored by one at Green Bay. Minnesota's schedule is getting a lot easier, guys. They got like a six-game run. They can go on that that they might jump right back in the playoff picture. I like Minnesota at Green Bay. No, no, Jay, no, Justin Jefferson still. That makes it a little tough. But Minnesota still has some solid playmakers, and I think that Green Bay is kind of having a few offensive issues with you know Jordan Love getting his first year as a starter, but. I will say um, Vikings probably win this game, but what is the spread? It's one. one. One point. One? Okay, so I'm going to take the Vikings then. Yeah, no doubt. What do you think, Jim? I like the Vikings. Um, did you realize that Brian Flores blitzes more than any other team in the NFL? 57%. And Danielle Hunter is leading the league in sacks. If yeah. I was Buffalo, I love Von Miller. Von's a good friend of mine and everything. But I would try to get Dan- Danielle Hunter. Yeah, I would see that. That would be a great addition to this team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, five teams I think are going to win. Jordan Addison is having a chance to shine their number one draft pick, the Vikings. The guy the Giants would have loved to have drafted, but it may have turned out to be a blessing in disguise for the Giants. He wasn't available because they got Deontay Banks to play really well for them. Yes, he has. Uh, New England plus nine and a half in Miami, East game. Interesting to me. Uh, I know I know Belichick uh, will have some kind of plan to slow down Miami, get in the pass, control the ball. Uh, how how healthy is uh, Tyreek Hill? Always come into question. But I still think that uh, I think Miami edges them out, guys, by, by 10 points or at least 14 points. What do you think? Well, this one's kind of tricky, man. I, I think – I think that the Patriots are going to maybe cover the spread here today. Um, I don't see them beating Miami uh, just because you're coming off that victory versus Buffalo. You might have kind of unloaded, you know, the arsenal uh, per se. But um, I think that they're going to cover the spread. Miami kind of has a little bit of a tricky time sometimes with the Patriots. Patriots have a tricky time with Miami sometimes. Again, divisional games. I'm taking the Patriots against the spread, but Miami to win. What do you got, Jim? I like what he said, and that's everything he said is true. I think Miami will win the game, but Jalen Ramsey's coming back, but I think that's a disadvantage to uh, Miami, having Ramsey back. But Ramsey is really off and on, and I think the Patriots will cover the spread but they'll lose the game, and it'll be closer than anybody anticipated. What do you New think, England is hurting at the cornerback position more than any other area on defense, and Against Miami's passing attacks, they're going to pay a big price. 
I think Miami wins com comfortably by about 18 points. Hey, uh, did anybody pick Miami to win the AFC East this year? The whole national media did. I did. I did. I know I did. Um, I, picked, the I picked the Jets, but it's not over yet. <laughs> we got the Jags playing the Steelers and Superman himself, T.J. Watt. I've never seen a, one player since Lawrence Taylor dominate uh, a game like he can. Interception, strip sacks, fumble recovery, scoring touchdowns, coverage. It doesn't matter. T.J. Watt is unbelievable. Uh, he they always have a chance with him in there. I think uh, I think the Jags beat him though this this week. What do you think? Dan? Yeah, I think the Jags are going to beat the Steelers this week. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have over 17 and a half rushing yards, too, for anybody that sports bets out there and wants a prop bet. Uh, I like that as a pick as well. But Jaguars are starting to get it rolling a little bit. You know, they beat Buffalo, and they've started to kind of figure it out. Trevor Lawrence, a really good young quarterback. He's got Calvin Ridley, and how they got Cal Calvin Ridley is beyond me, but they've got some good players over there. Doug Peterson has the Jaguars rolling. Well, the Jaguars have a bad pass defense, and Pittsburgh doesn't, you know, doesn't exactly air it out. But I, I, I put my trust in Coach Tomlin. The Steelers are finally getting it together. That was a key win over the Rams, and the Jags are a little inconsistent. I don't think you can fully trust them. I'll tell you why the Jags are going to lose. First of all, Trevor Lawrence says that uh, <laughs> on the Jags about Pittsburgh's terrible towels. He said, "Yeah, they." They um, wave those little yellow towels. Oh. And I tell you, Pittsburgh is a hard place to play. Pittsburgh is a really hard place to play. And they're going to win. Pittsburgh's going to win. I don't think Pittsburgh's a better team, but I think they're going to beat the Jags today. Because the Jags are up and down. As, as Jack said, Tomlin, Tomlin for some, he can get every ounce of talent out of everybody on the team. Yeah. A really yeah. good coach. Um, Cleveland and Seattle, pretty in Seattle. Uh, PJ Walker's been playing really good for the Browns. The running game isn't that good, but talk about another defensive player, Miles Garrett, is right in that conversation. Playing against Seattle, who right now, if they win and San Francisco loses, look who's in first place. Seattle playing some good ball at home with that 12th man. You know, I'm not sure, but I, I think I'm going to take Seattle in a, in, a, in a squeaker here. I think they cover the spread. What do you think, Anthony? So, what do we got for the spread? Three points. Cleveland's getting three food. points. Seattle, Seattle's favorite three points. Yeah. I think Seattle's going to cover the spread. I think Cleveland kind of got out of the uh, Colts game last week by just yeah. by a hair. You know what I mean? 39-38. That was a weird game, by the way. They beat the Niners, I know, but that was another weird game, too. You just can't have that many weird games go in your favor. So I definitely see Seattle kind of get the ball rolling here a little bit against Cleveland. Unless, for some reason, Miles Garrett plays offense and defense, Cleveland's or the Seattle Seahawks are winning today. You talk about a guy that's phenomenal, and I that's nothing to take away from TJ's watch. But Miles Garrett, did you see what he did on that field goal block? And he had two sacks, two forced fumbles. I mean, the guy is incredible. And I, I love Cleveland, but I just think it's going to be too much to beat Seattle in Seattle. I think Seattle, when all is said and done, they're going to beat the 49ers out and win the division. I think Seattle has – I picked, predicted they would do so in the beginning of the year. And in a game like this, Cleveland has an outstanding defense. So it'll be competitive. I don't like P.J. Walker as the quarterback for Cleveland. He's done okay in his role. But Seattle's just a better team and all said and done. But it should be like a 20-13 to 13 type Seattle victory. 
Let, let's let's jump let's jump to Chicago getting eight points against the Chargers and the overrated quarterback Justin Herbert. And uh, we'll <laughs> see what. Listen, I love Chicago. I love the story. I love a Division Two quarterback coming in and starting uh, and and playing. They get eight and a half against the Chargers. Chargers don't have a defense. They don't have a defense. Uh, Herbert will throw for a bunch of yards. But, you know, who knows? Maybe Chicago controls the ball, keeps them in the game. I like Chicago covering the spread. What do you think, Anthony? I like Chicago covering the spread, too. I think the Chargers kind of have the issue of Justin Herbert, as good as a, of a passer as I think he can be in the pocket. He doesn't ever get outside the pocket and improvise to the point where he's just that much more of a threat. I, I like the way Justin Herbert plays football. But I don't think that they can cover eight and a half points today. I'm definitely taking Chicago against the spread. Anthony, yeah. you have a great insight to things. I like your insight. But um, I agree with you on certain things. But I think uh, Austin Eckler will have a big game today. And I um, think that Herbert will have a big game. They'll cover. I think Chicago, I mean, uh, the Chargers will win today. Yeah, Chargers are due for big game. I think the Chargers, more than any other team in the NFL, affected by their coaching. Something about Brandon Staley. They're dysfunctional. They have a lot of talent on that team, a lot of good individual pieces that haven't come together. But I think they have the right team today that they're playing against, and they win something like 33-16 over the Bears. Can, can we just take a vote now and just have Las Vegas – Go to the WFL or XFL and just get it over with. I mean, can we do that and and, and still be on the air? I think we should do that. Uh, All we got to worry about how many points that uh, Devontae Adams is going to score. Detroit will win the game. Yeah, Devont, uh, eight points, I don't think is enough. Uh, Detroit should win that. I, I think we're all in agreement there. Uh, anybody different than that? All right, Denver, Denver and Kansas City. It is a division game. Kansas City is going to Denver. Supposed to be six to eight inches of snow, no. which does that help Denver or not? I don't know. Maybe it helps them cover the spread. I mean, you're no. talking eight points. Everybody's uh, Jack, are you are you going to speak up for Denver, Jack? Are you going to make a stand for Denver? Right uh, no, Kansas City should cover, but you kind of want the Denver does have a decent defense, and especially if it's snowing and Patrick Mahomes' mobility is impaired, and it could be a trap game as well. It could be. I, I mean, Kansas City should win, should cover, but something bothers me about this game. Yeah, I think with the, the weather that's supposed to transpire and, you know, it is in Denver. So, but you don't see Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos using snow to their advantage usually. This has got a weird atmosphere surrounding this game. I'm definitely on the same board as Jack with this one. I'm going to go with Listen, I'm, I'm going I'm to go opposite all of you. Denver, Denver keeps it close in a, in a low-scoring game, and KC beats them like 13 to 10 or something like that. Folks, I want to thank you for joining the big football game. Taylor Swift's at the game. What's that? What you say? Depends on if Taylor Swift's at the game. If Taylor Swift's at the game, I don't. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess. Well, Kelsey will have a touchdown. How's that? Okay, guys. I want to say thank you everybody for joining the show. Always have fun on the big football show. Thanks to Keith Angle, Robert Butler, Commander Nash, the Philly Sports Guy, and our special guest this week. Anthony, the sauce god. You can check him out on every platform. Pleasure meeting you, Anthony. 
Hey, pleasure being on with you guys this morning, man. Thank you so much. Great for having you, Anthony. And listen, Even though you're everybody... not name from the Jets, that you know, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for bringing us out jack thanks for joining us folks and as always i hope your team wins